If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen and I'm here with Jill and we are grateful to be together again to explore and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. And Jill, today is Ash Wednesday. So as we kick off Lent, our episode today is going to um, focus on, you know, kind of an important piece of preparing children for what the Lenten journey is all about. And I don't know if you remember when you were a kid, if did you really understand what was happening on this day, like what this was the kickoff for, or did you just know, oh, we're rolling into the 40 days. Today's the day I get the ashes on my head. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just curious before we jump into the topic here, what your experience was like as a kid. Um, I think I knew I was a pretty reflective uh, young girl, but I, I know I always chose to give up something that I really didn't like anyway. So I wasn't taking it very seriously mm. when I was when my parents uh, forced us to give up something. Um, but then I also, as a middle schooler, have memories of feeling really self-conscious about the cross on my forehead. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. just being teased and not looking, I don't know, just that really, that really hit me in a weird way, probably not the way it's supposed to, where I just felt like all eyes were on me because I had a giant cross on my forehead. So, um, I don't know. I, yeah, I was probably focused on all the wrong things as a kid, but that those are the two things I think about. That is interesting. I remember, um, I, I do remember in junior high, I was I played basketball fifth grade through eighth grade, and I remembered we had basketball games during the week. Sometimes. Me too. Me too. I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why on Ash Wednesday we would have had a game, but I do remember once having a basketball game on Ash Wednesday, and everybody mm-hmm. on the court having ashes on their heads. Which, when you're a sweaty mess and you have ashes on your head, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's a memory. Mm. So, okay. So here, let me, let me ask you a question. I have a memory of preparing my children and and I'm going to shift gears here, but it, it'll make sense to you in a second. I have a memory of preparing my children to go get shots at the doctor's office when they were little kids. I don't know if you ever did this, but I would give them a pinch. I would talk to them about what it was going to be like in the doctor's office, what the shot was going to feel like. So, you know, a little pinch on the arm, what we're going to see, what we're going to smell, what it's going to feel like. I didn't really know what that that was actually called a social story. That's actually a thing. Do you ever remember mm-hmm. using mm-hmm. A, so- a social story to prepare your kids for anything unexpected? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, same same types of things. We would do um, social stories as we would prepare to bring our kids through the airport on a trip, you know, because when you go through security mm-hmm. at an airport, it can be kind of scary. It's the first time walking through a metal detector. So a little bit of that, yeah. going to the dentist, going to the doctor. Um, but really, uh, because I was a teacher first and then a mom, I knew of the term social story. So it was pretty purposeful. Uh, it wasn't just an accidental okay. mom move. It was me being a teacher mom. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, I actually kind of still use social stories with, and my kids are, mm-hmm. they're grown, you know, but it's anytime there's un, it's yeah. something unexpected coming. Sure. It's just a really great way to prepare anybody for something unexpected, right? So well, it's just, and Colleen, it's we do planning. this as adults, right? We do this. Like, yeah. so if, I, if I'm preparing for a meeting later in the day, then as I'm blow drying my hair in the morning, I'm thinking through how the day is going to go, how oh, that yeah. meeting might go. Like you, we do this. It's a skill we use our whole life. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Okay. So today's idea actually comes from the National Catholic Partnership on Disability, and it's in their resources guide for a Lenten journey. And in in this resource guide, there is a section where it kind of walks through how to use a social story to prepare children who might have sensory issues and don't like the feel of the ashes on their head, or they're not quite sure. Because if you think about it, the service for an Ash Wednesday um, tradition ceremony, it's not its not exactly the same as a regular Mass, right? So even right. if students are used to going to Mass, and we're, we're specifically thinking about kids who uh, might have sensory issues or uh, might be on the autism spectrum and struggle with things that are different from what they expect or out of the ordinary, out of routine, Preparing a child for um, with a social story for an Ash Wednesday service is a really great way to ease them into a, a strange, unexpected situation. So having someone touching their head, they might not like that. Um, the feel, the grainy feel of the ashes on the forehead. And so in, in the resource guide from NCPD, there is actually a social story that um, kind of helps you to be able to prepare students for that. And again, this is probably necessary for some students who are going to perhaps, you know, have a strange reaction to what might be going on in the Ash Wednesday service, but it's good for all kids because using social stories, we do talk about using social stories a lot with kids that have um, autism or, you know, sensory issues or, you know, and, but again, as you just said, this is good for everybody talking through and being prepared, that's good for everybody. So what are your thoughts on that? And have you you ever had to do that? It's reminding me of another episode we've did somewhat recently where we talked about um, working with non-Catholic students and how uh, Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. the first time they go on a retreat or go to mass or whatever, you're talking through with them what they're about to experience, even though they're in my, in my examples, they'd be high schoolers, but you are preparing them um, for these, for these moments. So it makes a lot of, you're going to get more out of it and be less confused if you're, if you talk through it. And, um, with the youngest children, you definitely do this like a playful story. And then as you get older, you do it more of like, this is what you're going to expect today. This is what we're going to do today. Um, yeah, cause there's, it's, it's a strange, um, I shouldn't say strange. It's a very much a unique moment in the church, um, on Ash Wednesday. It's unlike the rest of the year. So I do, mm-hmm. um, 
I do appreciate, I, I would have never connected a social story with Ash Wednesday, to be honest. So mm-hmm. I like this. No, until I until I took a look at this resource and it was brought to my attention by a friend in a conversation the other day. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm on the board for NCPD, you know? <laughs> I should yeah, I should be aware and I, I should be talking more about these resources. I did not know that this existed, but it's kind of in the middle of this really lengthy, awesome resource guide for kids. So um, so going back to the idea of preparing kids, I, I was just thinking about we um, we have, and I know you have, international students in, in your life right now. Mm-hmm. And we have talked about like preparing non-Catholic students. So this is an example of you know, having someone from another country in your home, not sure if they've ever experienced, you know, the rituals and the traditions that that we do in our households, even this Sunday. So we'll be bringing the international student that is staying with us. We're going to be bringing him to mass. We have to talk him through. This is what's going to be happening. This is what you're going to do. This is why we do this. So, yeah, I mean, social stories are again, I mean, this is just it's good practice. It's good for people. Well, as you're saying that, I don't even know as we as we go into today with Ashes. I didn't even talk to the boys today about Ash Wednesday and whether they do that in their traditions. So we'll find out ah. by the end of the school day how mm. it goes. Yeah. So if they go into this in an unexpected way, that could be very interesting. What the reaction? Yes. Might be. One of our students <laughs> is Catholic, and the other is yeah. The other is uh, uh, Eastern Orthodox. So we'll find out. Um, okay. We have lots of conversations about religion in our household lately. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Okay. So, yeah. And again, at the very beginning of this episode, you mentioned something that I I really hadn't even thought about. When we think about um, rolling into the season of Lent, yeah, I remember as a child too, like the the big talk was, well, what are you giving up for Lent? But it really doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be giving up either. And that's another really good conversation to have with kids is what is it that you're going to do differently? What behavior are you going to be mindful of what what's instead of giving up something something that might be material or something that we we really like to do what's something that we're going to be mindful mm-hmm. of and and change the way we act or treat people right or treat ourselves right. and we have a great opportunity in classrooms too so even if let's say my whole family gives up sweets or gives up chocolate or gives up something that we mm-hmm. love that's like a treat um but then they're at school and they're given treats for things throughout Lent. Mm. You know, I can't ask the teacher in the whole class to not, you know, whatever, give yeah. cookies after lunch or something. But yeah. I think as Catholic school teachers, we have an opportunity to talk through all of that with our classroom a little bit and be mindful of each other. And it's our job. If I gave a sacrifice, it doesn't mean the whole class has to give the sacrifice. But modeling that this is a more somber time. This is a time, this is not a time for indulgence. This is not a time for giant celebrations. Like there's a time and place for things. So to hold off on on things until we hit the Easter season is pretty important right now for us to all be mindful of and to support families and their decisions. There are different ways that they're going to they're going to make that sacrifice as a family or individually as students. So just so we can support each other, it's our job to bring each other to heaven. So if we can um, support people's sacrifices, that would be really great. And there's the bell. So on that note, Jill, yeah, to all of our teachers out there, um, God bless you and your work as you shepherd your students through this uh, Lenten season of reflection. Thanks for the energy boost, Jill. And we love exploring ideas and affirming the efforts of our teachers out there. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We will see you next time.